Hello and welcome to the Awaken Your Business podcast. My name is Tyson Sharp and after coaching hundreds of online entrepreneurs, it became very clear that the vast majority were looking to grow a successful business unconsciously as a solution to feel enough, to feel worthy, to even feel safe and secure. And so it's in this podcast where we face those internal challenges head on and we do it through self-connection, we do it through elevated consciousness and heartfelt courage so that you can learn how to build a successful and aligned business simply as a byproduct of your personal awakening. So when you're ready, take a deep breath and I'll see you on the inside. If you're like me and you're in business, no doubt the question's gone on in your head of how do I build a team? How do I build a structure around me that's going to not only place systems that allow me to get my time back, but allow me to stick to my zone of genius. And that is exactly the question and the conversation I have for you today. This is Chris Ward. She's the author of the book, Win the Hour, Win the Day, and also the uh, host of the podcast with the same name. And she's just the not only a marketing expert, but teaching business owners how to build a rockstar team for pennies. Right, how to build a team that not only allows you to do what you're here to do, but a team that feels aligned, right? A team that feels uh, expansive and in flow for you. And I know the question of how do I build a team brings up the brings up the the side question of well, how much is that going to cost? But what Chris really dives into here is that if you're not making the type of income that you want, it's because you don't have a team. And it doesn't matter whether you start with a, a, a virtual assistant, you know, for a few hours a week, or whether you're looking to hire a, a, an assistant that is, you know, more full-time or part-time where they're taking some of the managerial roles off you and that's their wheelhouse, that's their skill set. It doesn't matter whether what scenario you're, you're in, you can grab a lot from this, whether it be how to get started or if you've already started, what you can do for your, for your posts, for your jobs and also the platforms that you use so that you can do it in a way that is uh, a way that is aligned, a way that is expansive, a way that doesn't cause a whole lot of drama. And I was very impressed with, with Chris and how she was able to just sneak in some subtle strategies that are practical, but allow this to be such a smooth process. So if you're willing to dive in deep, if you're here to serve the world in big ways, no doubt you understand you need a team. You need a team that's going to just thrive off your energy because you're in your, you're in your zone and they are in theirs. So if you're keen to explore this, and I know you are, and even if you're not in the stage where you're where it's not in your expansion to build a team, the things that are in here will allow you to just shift the way you think about building a team. So let's get started. Here's Chris. Okay, guys, welcome back again. These conversations I'm always excited about. Obviously, everyone's been listening to the interviews, been listening to uh, some really cool stories and some getting getting some ancient wisdom, some spirituality and I'm keen to bring a topic and a conversation that sort of couples the spirituality, personal development, along with business building, along with the sides of us that 
need to be productive and get stuff done and uh, even build a team, right? Build a team in a way that is aligned, a way that is in flow and a way that allows you to stick to uh, your alignment, right? Stick to what is uh, expansive for you. And so Chris Ward is incredible. I met her even just a few weeks ago, but we've got to know each other. We've bounced a few contacts off each other and, uh, and it's been really cool to understand a bit more about what she does. Uh, Cause if any of you have listened to her podcast or read her book, which is win the hour, win the day, you basically are able to, uh, you, you know where she's coming from. It's a space of growth. It's a space of building your business in a way that is in a way that's uh, in a way that's aligned and so, Chris, I want to welcome you, first of all. I'd love to give you the floor for a little bit and just explain how it is you got to do this and, and what's your story. Well, I am super honored to be here. I, I do not take this lightly. I'm really thrilled to be a guest. I'm sure your audience knows what a platform you have. So, yeah, thank you so much for welcoming me. Um, so, Chris here, and I am a marketing strategist. And I was pulled away from my business for, I'd say about two years when my husband was diagnosed with colon cancer. And what happened was, you know, his needs just started to eat up my time really quickly with chemo and treatments and surgeries and all this stuff. And after his passing, his death, when I returned to my business, you know, uh, it was alive and still growing because of the team that I had in place. And the clients I had at the time, they were just shocked because they had no idea what was happening. They had no idea of my absence. They didn't know anything about that. So they started to gently ask me, like, how did I manage this? Because take all the emotion out of it, it was a full-time job with all the demands of somebody going through an ailment and things escalating and the family dynamics. And and also, you know, you're all into energy and we were very positive in our approach to everything. So part of that story was too that John and I had decided you know what, if the doctors are wrong, we'll spend the next couple of years holding hands, crying about it. And then we wasted those years. If they're right, we spent the last couple of years holding hands, crying, wasting time. So it was not how we cho chose to live through that journey. And so during that as well, I planned vacations and we did things, you know, we went and saw a family of his in England. And we just experienced you know, I created these experiences that were very time consuming and planning because I wanted to live in the moment in alignment the best I could given those situations. So when I returned, you know, my clients started to say, well, you know, my gosh, can you help me? And I, of course, had a new respect for the fragility of life and that your business should support your life and not consume it. And I also realized, you know, a turning point for me was that you could really change your life by simply starting your team. And so I started to work with these people so that they could start taking real vacations. And when they're with their family, they're not zoning out and thinking of other things. And, you know, they're not running out of fear-based situations and, and totally out of alignment and just juggling things in a panic at all times. And they really started to get those passion projects out. And, and a lot of them started, you know, getting time back. On average, they were saying they were getting 25 hours a week back within the first month. So that really said, hey, how can I help more people? So then I wrote the book, Win the Hour, Win the 
win the day. And it kind of grew from there, from the platform and the podcast, which is a little bit more general business. And now we're coming out with the outsourcing playbook for busy entrepreneurs to really even hand by hand show you how to hire people, how to train people, how to make sure your, your dreams, you know, we call it a dream accelerator lighten your load, all those type of things. So that's really the genesis of everything and how it started. Wow. That's cool. And first of all, we're sorry about your loss, but clearly Thank this you. was a, a huge lesson and a story that you can share where anyone who's listening, they would, if they had to realize, okay, if I was to look after a loved one spend, time with time with loved one, even for a few months, you know, my, my business wouldn't exist basically. Right. No. And so this yeah. is a, this is a really, it's a good example of how you came back and your business was still growing because of the team you built, because of the systems, because of you had everything in order. What did it feel like when you came back and realized that what you had put together was allowing you for sustainable growth? Well, you know, those are really great questions. And I'll tell you stuff that, you know, uh, I'll, I'll really share with you. First of all, John literally was my biggest fan. And, and people always admired that about him. But sometimes it was a burden, too, because he would be so enthusiastic about everything I would try and think, well, I really have to pull this together because he thinks I can do anything. So, he, so, you know, he would be asking me when things were getting more and more demanding, like, babe, how's this going? What about your business? I'm like, oh, don't worry about it. It's fine. Now, I wasn't 100% sure it was fine, but I thought we were managing okay because the other thing he didn't need to see with all that he had going on was if he saw fear in my eyes or worry, like he would, he, you know, he already felt like a burden. He would have been sickened that something he saw me build up was now starting to sort of diminish. So in the dynamics between us, I didn't need that and he didn't need that. So that was a big blessing that I did have things in play that I thought, I think this is working. I think I'm okay. And then to touch on your second point, when you come back, I'll be honest, you know, as well as I like to think I handle everything and I like to believe that the world's a spiritual place and I was in alignment and I, and I was told over and over again that people had not seen anyone navigate through this as well as John and I had. Like I was given a lot of praise for that, but at the same time, it was still a human experience with a great deal of loss. So when I came back, you know, I literally, the brain does funny things when you're going through sudden change or grief. And I would look at stuff and I, I realized it's like, I was like, a, had a brain injury. Like I would look at things like I was in a movie where you had to sort of find clues to save your own life when you came back from the future or something. And luckily I had these things in place with the process and the team and I'd be able to follow my own steps because I would forget things. Not only had I been away, but I just, as I said to my team at the time, you have to treat me like every day's a new day. Like, cause somebody would say something to me like about, well, we talked about that yesterday. I'm like, I have no memory. Yeah. When you are going through something like that, that's when you look and you go, huh, why did I put the keys in the microwave? I don't know. So it wasn't just, did I have a team in place, which boy, oh boy, that was not the time for me to go out and try to be charming and do an interview and learn a new job. It was just like I was forgetting things. So it was a real blessing that all these things were in place because it really saved my business and saved my life because let's take all the emotion out of it. I also lost an income. So if I lost an income and then I have to go out and get a job and try to be charming and learn a new job, that was not the time to do it. Mm -hmm. Wow. And so give, it, give the listeners an understanding on 
what your business was. They know you're a marketing strategist. What was yeah. the business that you had set up for yourself and that you built your team around? So that's a, a great question. Thank you. I don't think anyone's ever asked me that. So we work with service-based entrepreneurs. Generally, they're in business a couple of years and they're at a growth point, like maybe, you know, whatever they could be. It could be anything. They could be an accountant. They could be a, a fitness coach. They could be anything, a designer. And now what they want to do is have a bigger impact on their audience. They no longer just want to be consumed by the business. They want to have a bigger impact on their market. So they might want to write a book or do a podcast or start doing speaking gigs or have an online product. They want to start working less hours. They have dreams that they think take up a lot of time, but they don't. It's just right now they're working in the business and not on it. So it's really just so that they can decrease their hours and, and, and accelerate their dreams and really, you know, start moving the needle on income, increasing your income and decreasing your hours. Cause they're past the stage where they're thankful that they now have a business like three or five years, like, okay, the business is alive. I'm making money, but I want to do bigger things and I don't want to work at this pace for the next 10 years. Yeah. And so many people are at that stage where they're, you know, they're, they're working in their business and yeah. they're not happy with the hours they're working. It's always constantly on their mind. Like you said, sending emails while you're, when you're yeah. with your family and a lot of people want to start a successful business so they can have the freedom to do what they want and to feel like they're creating an impact, all those different things. Um, what they don't necessarily realize is that you can, you can reach that freedom while in your business and while working on your business uh, if you do that right. So give me an understanding of, what team members did you have on board that allowed you to leave and, uh, and people not even realize and, and clients are still, uh, clients are still growing. What was, who were your team members? Well, that's a really good question. And, and I'll tell you, like it was gradual. Like I didn't just get up and abandon it. So all of a sudden it was like the first week we had a number of appointments and then he started chemo and all of a sudden he realized, Oh, well the day after chemo, there's test results. And all of a sudden it just kept growing and growing this monster. Right. So I think more importantly than that, what I want people to understand is when they hear starting a team, it sounds heavy handed and expensive. And cause they're thinking old school, like, you know, from employees and desks and burdens like that. And the, I'll tell you the story of when I hired my first outsourcer, this was about eight years ago. And, and in this time that we live in now, that seems very long ago, like eight years ago, I was still going to meetings to go to people's offices. It was much less virtual. And when I hired my first outsourcer, it was still under the guise of like, I was hiring somebody from another part of the world where they drove to work on a chicken. Like that was their, their <laughs> mindset. Right. So what was happening to me was I was going out of meetings and I was, you know, taking notes. Somebody needs marketing. We're giving them packages. I'm writing notes on my lap. And I would promise when I got back to the office that I would put the notes in their file immediately. Now, despite my raising to my fist to the sky and promising every week this week would be different, as sure as every day ends with the letter Y, it never happened. And what was happening was I was now combining all this Friday afternoon and I have to put notes in the files that I left all week. And then these notes weren't very detailed because I thought they were meant for like 20 minutes till I got back to the office. So then what would happen is I would be guessing or the client would call back next week to book it and they'd be talking about different packages and I wasn't a hundred percent sure. Did I give them this deal or that deal? And if I got caught, it would be under the guise of, oh, she's trying to swindle us. And it's like, no, I just have bad notes. 
So what happened was I finally thought, okay, enough is enough. This is a lot of stress and it's just never fixed. It's never getting any better. So I found a transcriptionist. I hired someone. She haven't helped her. This is all she wanted to do. She just liked transcribing things. It's all she did. She had like 10 other clients. So she was really fast at it. And so I would leave the meeting, sit in the car on my phone. I would talk in for like 30 seconds, give her all the details. She would enter it immediately into the client file. And the notes were accurate and clear and concise. And that got me all of Friday afternoon off. And it cost me like $12. Some weeks I needed her, some weeks I didn't. But on average, I spent like $12. And so when that happened, it gave me relief and freedom to start seeing my business differently. And it kind of snowballed from there. So this team I had that took care of me, it's not a big team. I had two full-time employees and two part-time employees. But we had a process and a system that really allowed me to you know, lean into it and protect me when things escalated in my personal life. Mm. That's not necessarily the, uh, someone who transcribes isn't necessarily the, the first person most people look to, but mm-hmm. it seemed to be, it seemed to be not only the perfect person for you at that time, but it seemed like you, you hired the person where that was their love. That was their Dharma. That was yeah. their skill set, right? Yeah. That's cool. And- that person now is replaced by so many different applications that cost like 10 cents a minute. So what I want people to understand is it's not this magnitude of, oh, well, I can't afford a team or I have, don't have a training process or all this heavy handed stuff. So I want you to see how the journey started for me because that unfolded something that I could rely on and that saved my life a number of years later. But it started something, you're right, as simple and as minute as that gave me so much freedom and allowed me to push other projects forward that brought me in income. Mm. And did you start becoming the business owner instead of the operator? Did you move away from your skill set of working one-on-one with clients to now starting to manage a team or did you stay in as a, as a, a, a strategist? No, that's a really great question. And we get that a lot from our coaching clients when we start working with them. We have this coaching program that works like in 90 day cycles. And that is really an excellent question because that's another mindset that people have is like, well, I love doing what I'm doing and now I'm pulled back and I'm managing. If you put the strategies in place that we have in the outsourcing playbook for busy entrepreneurs, what will happen is the nuisances or the admin heavy part of whatever you do will be taken off your plate so that you can do more of that. So how I look at it with my team is it's their job really to manage me, not me to manage them, right? So for example, let's say so many people say, well, you don't understand my industry. Mine's very different. So like I worked with a designer where she went into the homes and did design. She said, Chris, you don't understand. I can't have help. This is what I do. I said, okay. So we looked on average, it took her about an hour, hour and a half for any meeting she had with the client. But when we took away the pre and post admin stuff, we got her down to like 40 minutes, which meant she could do less appointments in a day, start doing speaking gigs, local TV, get out that podcast she wanted because we took the admin part so she could focus on her zone of genius. We didn't pull her back and turn her into a manager to manage a team. We allowed her to blossom in the area that she liked the most and get the admin stuff off her desk. So that is a really great clarification that most people think I'm taking them down a different road and that's not the case. Gotcha. Yeah. So it's allowing, it's being creative 
with your team and how they can blossom by sticking to their zone of genius. And when people are, when a, when a group of people are all in their zone of genius, do you find that's the, the recipe for success that allows you to grow and then leave your business and then, and continue it to, to expand? Is that, is that what you found? Yeah. So what happens is with any entrepreneur, and first of all, you're really not an entrepreneur until you have a team because otherwise you're self-employed, right? So it was like on my podcast, when they are, when the day I was interviewing this guy and he was telling a story about his dad and his dad was this very sought off, sought after carpenter, very expensive. People were on a waiting list. They came from far and wide, thousands of dollars to get a cabinet. He was known. And when he retired at 67, he just closed the doors and walked out and then sold like his hammer and his tools because he had no team or process in place. He had no, he had nothing. Like at the end of it, he could have just been the guy with the saying to the other guys, do this and I'll stain it, whatever. Right. So his whole career of being so sought after, he just closed the door and sold the tools. And really what happens to be an entrepreneur, your mission is execution. So if you have a team, then you can execute your vision. You can be the person that other people have professional jealousy, like, hey, how's he getting that out again? How is he doing that again? So when you look at somebody online, you're like, oh my gosh, they're always doing stuff. That's because they have a team. And the backbone to any success story is that they have a team. Then you can stay in alignment to what you started this journey for, what you love to do, and you just continue to thrive and receive like inspirations and creativity and move forward. And it just changes everything for you that way. Cool. Yeah. A lot of people can start to feel that. So what are some of the, you've mentioned a few times, some of the objections people have yeah. around it costs too much money or, or I'm not at that stage yet. What are some of the other objections that you feel most entrepreneurs out there or, or most business owners out there are putting in place in their mind so that that's stopping them moving forward with the team? That's a great question. And we, pro you know, people ask me that all the time of, you know, that question and Chris, when do I start? When should I start building a team? And, and we get that probably that's the one question we get the most at our website, www.whenthearewhenthedaday.com. And what I would say to you is, People think it's labor intensive. They think it's expensive. And the other thing, which is hugely important is when you go, oh, let's say you said, wow, that Chris person, she's so smart. I'm going to go get me a team. And then people come back later and say, I didn't work. And what happens is you have to understand you have no strategy in place, no hiring process in place. So people will come to me and say, oh, I heard what you said, but I already tried that. And kids these days, the economy, um, nobody understands what I'm trying to do or my job is different. And it's because they had no strategy. They have no skill set. So it's like my accountant saying to me, Chris, you need a different tax strategy. And then I come back six months later and say, I tried that and it didn't work. Well, what do I know about that? So I think the biggest misinformation is just because you think, oh, maybe I'm speaking these great pearls of wisdom, and then you jump up and you go to hire someone, you've never done it before, and you have no playbook in place. And so when it doesn't work out, it does cost you time and money, and then it puts you back in fear and out of alignment. You think, okay, I'm just going to stay here in this, soft, in this safe place, but it's just because you didn't have a skill set or a strategy or training in that area. Okay, great. And I'm sure everyone listening is like, well, what is the strategy? Could you give us a, some in-depth uh, steps in terms of if someone's starting, they're starting, they're yeah. like, okay, I'm going to grow a team. What are some 
some tips, some strategies uh, out of your own life that you use in your own business that people can start to really think about when they're, when they're hiring for the first time? Yeah, there is a lot of them and they're really simple, but they do need to be sequential. Like they do need to have a certain order. So I'll touch on some of them just so you can get an idea of how simple they are. So first of all, don't get held up and thinking, oh, I really need to have this big training elaborate thing in place. You don't. You could be doing something on your computer, hit like a little screen recorder like Loom and, and just save a three minute video to something you're doing and give it to someone and say, okay, I want you to now do this. And oh, by the way, can you get this transcribed so we have the steps for the next person? Like it's that simple. Now, when you're hiring someone, I always hire skill set over personality. I, oh my gosh, sorry. I always hire personality over skill set. So if I've got two people that are equal, I look for someone that, you know, when we interview them, I do like them and they do seem in alignment and they do seem enthusiastic. That's a big thing there too, is really looking at that you're building a team and that it is about you being in alignment with their energy as well. But we do little things like when I'm putting a job post up and there's all different places to do that. And, and, and there's not one place. People get this idea of like, oh, Chris, your team's really good. Or they'll see my clients in the coaching program. They say, oh, they got really lucky. They found that magical person. And again, it's the process. But what I would say is we do little things like, let's say we're putting up a job post because there's different places to put different for different needs. In that job post, I might say something like, in the subject line, put the word cat. And what that tells me is, are they reading it carefully? Do they follow instructions carefully? And also, if I'm getting a lot of applicants, if I don't see cats, I can just delete, delete, delete. So it narrows it down really quickly. And it allows me to do a hire like in 15 minutes because that disqualifies a lot of people. Another thing that we do always is when we're hiring somebody, whether it's in-house or online, we always give them a mini test. Just something really small. Like let's say you're hiring a graphic designer, you know, for whatever. I'd say, can you whip me up a real quick Facebook banner? I'm not looking for free work. I'm looking to see what questions they ask, how quickly they reproduce it, just whatever. And you know what? They want to do that for you because they don't want you to hire them and then next week it not work out and they get a poor ranking because they really rely on that. So there's all kinds of really little ninja tricks that cost you no time or extra money. And it really just susses out your process so that when you hire someone, it's quite magical because we just, for whatever reason, my VA who was with me seven and a half years, she just moved on to a different opportunity and we just replaced her. And within a couple of days, the new person's up to 80% capacity. We can't imagine life without her. It's just seamless. It's working out really well. So it doesn't have to be this big hiccupy, bumpy ride. Yeah, there's some tips that I never would have thought about. You know, uh, it's 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 just th some ways to make it simple, so that yeah. you can not only not only start to narrow down the focus, but also feel who's in alignment, feel who is aligned with with your personality, with your energy, all those different things. Uh, what platforms do you go to for your, for your outsourcing? Is there anything you'd recommend? Well, that's a great question. There's what I want people to understand is one platform doesn't serve you. So what the, people say, they'll discover a platform and then they think it's the answer to everything. So really depending, it's kind of like a big department store. Like you can get a screwdriver there and a pair of pants, but would you wear those pair of pants to the wedding? Probably not. Right. So there's different platforms and they have different pluses and minuses. Some of the platforms like Upwork, they will always take 10% off everything you pay that employee and that's forever. 
where other ones will have a monthly fee, but you can cancel after month. So it's a better investment. You know, some are really good for VA, some are really good for artistic. So it really depends on what you need. And also, you know, other things about the platform, whether their messaging is good and stuff like that. And so I think the ultimate question is just know that the one size does not fit all and that you've got a lot of choices. Gotcha. Yeah. Cause I, I tried, um, a lot of, a lot of different platforms in terms of Upwork and freelancer and 99 designs for, for my design work and everything like that. And yeah, I think a lot of the platforms, you know, do have their, their pros and cons. You need to sort of yeah. suss it out and you need to sort of see and, I think some of the tips you have there really give someone the confidence that when they're putting up a application or, or, or something for a job, then they can, you know, use those little, little tricks to, to narrow it down. Um, my question would be out of all the coaches and consultants you say who are, are building a personal brand, they're doing some, you know, they're doing content, they're releasing it on social media and they're building a following and uh and and building their business that way who would you say would be some people they can hire that would really help them uh really really help them move forward that's a great question and um i get that a lot from people that are like have big dreams okay where do i start chris so what i would tell you is i would often more often than not you want to start with a with an assistant all right now the assistant is one thing, but again, what I want people to understand is whether it's an assistant or whether it's a social media person, you want to make sure you're really specific in that job. Too many people say, well, I hired a virtual assistant and I have her doing uh, admin work, some email stuff, and then she goes into social media and then she does this and then she does that. And you, you just want to make sure what happens that they have a very specific niche part of that. Because even if you were hiring a social ma media manager, the person knowing the back end of a platform is different than the person that makes a graphic pretty, completely different. So a big mistake that happens there is somebody goes, oh, I found this person, I really like her, and then you find something she's really good at or he's really good at, and then all of a sudden you start adding to the list. But, but that list waters down their skill set, right? So that's the beauty of outsourcing is you can have two or three people working two or three hours a week and it's not about managing a team, but it's making sure that they deliver in their zone of genius versus, oh, what happens is I hired Sarah and she was super good at this. And then I added this and that and this to it. And all of a sudden, six months later, you're not so happy because you started giving her all these things that she originally didn't think she would be doing and didn't brag about doing well. Right. So that's something to keep in mind. Yeah. Oh, totally. And I'm sure many people can start to think, okay, if I'm hiring someone to do my back end of, of WordPress, you know, it may be in their, in, in their skill set, but is it in their zone of genius to be doing the graphics? Right. And, uh, and like you said, to have people in flow, it's like they build off one another. It's like they, they're all in their zone of genius. They're all starting to work and flow and be in that space. Um, this is what I find, find when I do a lot of, service exchanges or things where I'm collaborating with people. It's really understanding where you can go, what, who, what, what's their skill set, and what, what lights them up. And yeah. then you can stick to what lights you up and you both basically expand where it equals infinity when you combine those. Right. So uh, that's awesome. Are there any other um, common mistakes that people make when they're, when they're going into, into hiring and, and 
leveraging their business in this way? I think the big one, like I said, is not understanding that the value and knowing how to strategically do this correct from the beginning. So these are some short tips I've given you. And and whether it would be somebody like myself or, you know, another person, like the reason we created the outsourcing playbook for busy entrepreneurs is because, and you can get on the waiting list for that right now. It's um, coming soon from Chris, K-R-I-S.com. The reason we do that is because it's not about like, listen, I talked about a $12 transcriptionist. That's not like, do you lose your $12? But the headache that you get frustrated with and you already feel overworked and you're busy and you're not a hundred percent sure about hiring someone and then you hire someone and didn't work out and then you got distracted for a couple of weeks because you invested in that. And, and it just kind of derails you and throws you out of alignment. You get a little discouraged and, and all that stuff. So what I really want you to know is that this could be a smooth thing that really just frees you up and allows you to execute at a level of just ease and flow, like you say, if you have done your homework. Otherwise, it's going to be a bumpy ride. So don't minimize the value of the fact that a hiring process and a training strategy and all these things like are really super easy to implement. If you know, it's kind of like cooking or a recipe. If you know, if you're any kind of baker or cooking, the recipe simple to follow. Let's say you're making chocolate chip cookies, very simple. Mix this, add this, mix that. However, if you don't follow it and you take the cookies out of the oven and after the cook, you try to add the chocolate chips, you're like, huh, that extra step really made all the difference in the world. This is not working at all. So that's what I want people to understand is, you know, it just seems like, well, I need this person and there's this platform and I'll just post this job. It's, it's just going to create way more headaches and then it's just going to set you back. So that's the big thing I want you to understand is that part really matters. Yeah. And I want to give a, a shout out to, my sister, because I was around my mom's uh, on the weekend and she made cookies and, ah. uh, and she <laughs> used uh, self-raising flour instead of normal flour and they didn't taste like cookies. <laughs> there you go. See the difference between two kinds of flour? She did everything else right. And the subtle difference between those two flours, that is a really powerful point because that's the difference between, oh, people will say to me, I hired a social media manager. And then I'm like, well, what are they going to do? Well, I want them to manage my social media. Well, manage what? Well, I want them to tell me what to do in social media. Well, that's kind of marketing and they can't give you a voice. What is it you want to do on social media? So, you know, they can't manage you if you don't have an idea. Are you hiring them for graphics? Are you hiring them to make comments or answer things in your messaging? Are you hiring them to alert you of things? Like be really super clear or you're right. That slight difference in flour makes all the difference in that recipe. Yeah, they, they didn't taste great. Uh, and she doesn't listen to no. the podcast anyway. So we're, <laughs> we're, we're off scot-free. <laughs> and so one of, the things, one of the things I hear a lot is people saying, yeah, I want to hire, but I'm not making consistent money. I'm not making consistent right. income. Do you recommend they have at least a consistent income or something that's something that they know is working consistently before they hire? Or do you think that hiring is going to allow them to be in the space where they start getting consistent income? If you can't afford to hire someone, then you need to hire someone. So what I would say is if you, that example I gave you was like, look, you can start small. You can say to somebody, I need help. 
And, you know, sometimes you're getting really big talent for five, six bucks an hour. And you can be saying, look, I need help. I'm new at this. If, if you were working with me or if you got our platform, what we tell you is start small. So you might be saying, well, I'm going to hire them for three hours a week. And then hopefully in the next couple of months, you're going to see that you execute at a higher level and you bring in more income. So now you can up that to six. But we're talking sometimes the cost of a coffee, right? So I got all my Friday afternoon back for $12. I've been broke, let me assure you, when I started my business. Way more money was going out than coming in, but I sure as heck found $12 to pay her to get me all Friday afternoon back. So if you can't afford to hire someone, you need to hire someone. Mm. That's good advice. Now, what would you say someone who is paying attention to their internal energy, their their spirituality, their growth of their business, where they want to do it in flow and in alignment. Uh, what are some, what are some of the, the more personal development or, or spiritual practices that you found uh, people can implement in their business to help with this process? That is such a, a wonderful question. I think one that we don't talk about enough. What I refer back to those first couple of years when I had my business before I had a team was I would now call her hysterical Chris. And I call myself a recovering Russiaholic. So what happened was you're running around like a lunatic, always in a rush, always trying to go at a pace. And that, I mean, I wouldn't even say there's nowhere in the day was I in alignment. Like everything was just go, 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 like we were on fire. And I would be clenching my jaw and smiling at people thinking, can't you talk faster? Like that was not a good place even for me inside my own body. Never mind that those that knew me well would be like, don't make that face or I was just not as charming as I would like to have thought I was. And it didn't enhance relationships, right? And it was very hard on my body because I was trying to always control my impatience because I was tired. I was exhausted. I was trying to go really fast. And when I move forward now and I have a team and it's all in flow and I'm in alignment and I work out in the morning and I stop and I have a proper lunch, I feel good and I'm open to receiving inspirations, creativities, messages, whatever. And I still from time to time get a little amped up on a new project or get excited. And I can see when I start to go back to my old ways, I'm not as effective. I'm a little bit impatient, you know, and it just, it knocks you out of flow. It's counterproductive. So you think you're saving money or time you, you know what, if you're not in alignment with what you do and producing at a flow that things just come pouring out of you, it's a waste of your time. And until you do that, it's just, it's a hard climb. It's hard. Mm. That's what I talk about a lot in terms of when you are in alignment, when you're in flow, it pours out of you. What yeah. will grow, what will grow your business in terms of your content and how you create change how you transform clients how you really help the world will pour out of you when you're in this state that you're that you're talking about instead of being in a rush and being in a in a, yeah. in a in a state of panic and like you say you're sort of talking to people and you're like can you talk faster i've got yeah. stuff to and they do. don't like to hear that I've, I've tested that nobody likes to be i have no one wants you to ask them to speak quicker <laughs> i have said that in all kinds of different tones and it did not go over well uh, I think you might have had a 
a small sample size. I think you should test it out a little bit more. <laughs> Keep more going. <laughs> and you, I really see a difference now when I, how I operate is I need to be pulled towards something instead of pushing. And even if I get to a point where like, oh, this is a little bit of a push today to do it, I leave it and come back and tomorrow you'd be like, oh my gosh, man, that really just like words came on the page. It was beautiful. It was magical. But pushing through it and just grinding it out you will, you will not win. You will not win. And here's the thing. When we are building a team, I think what you're raising here is a really good point. A really good question we can ask ourselves is, am I building a team from a push or am I building my team from a pull? It's like, am I building my team because I feel like I have to, and I feel like if I don't do this, I'm going to go down or are you building it? Cause like, this is your excitement. You're like, what is possible? You ask yourself what is possible and wanting to build from that place of how can this help the world? How can I help them? How can I build a team that's in alignment rather than, oh, I need to build a team because of whatever. It's just a completely different energy, right? Is there anything, is there any bit of that that you've seen within your clients? Not really. I think unfortunately most people don't even really realize they need to build a team. What they look at is other problems. I need to work later. I need to start, I need to be more disciplined. I need to be more organized. I have to get up earlier. You know what, and what this means for you is you're always chasing the wrong thing. You think, oh, this is the problem. And it's like bombs going off everywhere when in fact, you can't buy more time, but you can buy more help, right? So what this really means for you is that you would then have this this thing in play that you could rinse and repeat whenever you reach a point where your business is expanding a little bit or you have another passion project or something you want to execute, you know, or, or make more money. You can just, you know, turn up the volume a little bit. So it allows you then to constantly be in flow and to be pulled towards new ideas instead of trying to push work out the door, you know, to get the next few cents that you think you need out of desperation. So that it's not about the team. It's about misunderstanding the signs or the guidance because you're, you're out of alignment, you're fear-based and you're just buried by work. So you're trying to catch up you. There's no way you're going to be in a creative space when you're panicked trying to catch up. Mm. Yeah. And a lot of people just have the feeling like I need to be somewhere. I need to catch up. When I do this, I'm going to feel okay. When I do this and when I achieve this, I'm finally going to feel happy. And it's, 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 it's a struggle to, to be your best and be in flow and be in alignment when you're coming from that energy, when you're coming from that place. So that's really cool. Where can, where can people find out more about you? You've, you've mentioned some, uh, some links in there, but where, where is it that most people can reach out to find out more about your work and what you're doing next? Yeah. Tell me, reach out to me. Tell me you heard me on this great podcast. I'm on all the socials, you know, Facebook, LinkedIn. I just got in, out of Instagram jail. So it's not that I don't know what I'm doing. I had to start over. So I don't know what imaginary rule I violated there, but you can check me out there. We also have free gift from Chris, K-R-I-S.com. And there's a bunch of little nuggets in there that we still charge for, but there's a page with some giveaways that for your audience that they might like. So yeah, I can check that out as well. And then, like I said, coming soon from Chris.com would be where you get on the waiting list for the outsourcing playbook for entrepreneurs. We are putting our heart and soul into that. Like it's going to be like, we're bleeding. We're giving away so much stuff because it's a beta project. And so this is the time to cash in because it will be a very different price in the future. So that's all kinds of fun stuff, but mostly, you know what, if you're a friend of Tyrone's and just, Hey, then you're a friend of mine. Tell me you heard me here. 
Yeah, cool. Awesome. First of all, my name's Tyson, not Tyrone. But we, oh, Tyson. Uh, <laughs> sorry. I knew that. I don't know why I said Tyrone. I, I, I either get Tyrone or um, Tyler. I got called Tyler about three times yesterday. <laughs> but Tyrone's always, Tyrone's always there as well. I think I just need to change my name and just have it as... Uh, but something. I know your name is Tyson. We've talked many times. If it helps you any, people call me Kim instead of Chris and they've known me for a while. But I do apologize. I'm just going to hit a button now that we can bleep that part out. Tyson. Hello, Tyson. <laughs> Yeah, the uh, so there's Tyrone some cool doesn't things. even suit you, so I don't know why I said that. <laughs> well, if I if I change my name to Tyrone, it might be a um, it might be it might be a fit. People might get used to it. We'll see. Oh. Uh, that's awesome. We we can basically uh, put the links in the show notes for people to to jump on there. But there's so many different resources that we can um, that we can engage with, and and people can jump on now. And so. Uh, is there anything else you want to add? Anything else that you want to finish with that would uh, give some value or, or, or make this make this awesome conversation feel complete? Well, I think I've humiliated myself now, so I think I'm good. We could wrap it up. If we'd ended five minutes ago, I would have had, in the beginning of the hour, I gave you the right name. So <laughs> I think I've had a belly full. Uh, I just... I think if nothing, people just realize, stop beating yourself up. You're not the problem. And it's not once, you know, once you get past Christmas, once you get past the summer holidays, once we get past this situation or the next situation or this new client on board, you're not the problem. Stop beating yourself up. You just need help. Yeah. And uh, it can, it can be a, a lot of people think it can be a bit of a shot to their ego when they, when they need help. But yeah. I think we can all feel inside. We're not the master at everything. We are not the master at everything. Yeah. We are not the, uh, it's not in our wheelhouse, wheelhouse of expertise to be doing everything. And, uh, and, and when you start to recognize that you can put people in place that allow, that can support you and they can manage you instead of you managing them, it can mean a complete, completely different business and yeah. a completely different tra trajectory, right? Yeah. And life is short. So business should be fun. And that's just in life it should be more fun. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for being here. This is awesome. I can't wait for everyone to listen to this and start building a team and reach out to Chris. If you have questions, if you, if you want to jump onto those resources, even if you have, uh, if you're, if you're building a team, want to share your story with her, yes. uh, no doubt yeah. she'll want to hear, she'll want to jump on board and, uh, and support you on your journey. So thanks so much for being here, Chris. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Awaken Your Business podcast. If you're like me and you have a heart that wants to contribute, you might want to come join us over on the online Facebook community called Connect, Contribute, Collaborate. This is the community of heart-centered business owners who are all doing this internal work. We mastermind around the latest business topics. We collaborate with each other to grow as one. And we do what we can to assist some charities and worthy causes around the world. So head over to TysonCoaching.com where you can find the link to join. And if you know you want to dive in deep into this work yourself, sign up for the free transformational group coaching calls. Whether you want to uncover some unconscious patterns or shift those you're already aware of, or maybe even just benefiting from the live coaching of other members, there's always takeaways that lead to more peace and clearly more business success on the other end. Because I believe it's not what you learn here that's going to help you with your awakening, it's what you actually do with it. So if it feels like your expansion, jump over to TysonCoaching.com and I'll see you in the community. Take care now.